everyone. Welcome to the show. I have a bunch of updates to share about the New York trial, the New York fraud trial with the Trump organization, the Trump family. Um, first, Ivanka Trump lost her appeal. She has to testify this week in the New York fraud trial. She's expected to take the stand on Wednesday. And Ivanka tried to argue that she couldn't be in court because it's during a school week. And, you know, who's going to look after my children? I mean, I would assume maybe the same people who looked after her children while she and her husband were, quote unquote, working in the White House for four years. I don't know. Um, and then on Friday, you guys may have heard Judge Engeron expanded his gag order to include Trump's attorneys. The judge said that Christopher Keis, Alina Haber, and um, uh, Clifford Robert are now barred from making statements about, quote, internal and confidential communication, be it conversations, note passing, or anything similar between me and my staff. The judge's order also stated, quote, since the commencement of this bench trial, my chambers have been inundated with hundreds of harassing and threatening phone calls, voicemails, emails, letters, and packages. The First Amendment right of defendants and their attorneys to comment on my staff is far and away outweighed by the need to protect them from threats and physical harm. So it's not happy with them. Um, attorney Keis took issue with this order. Then he brought up an article that called out the judge's law clerk for donations to Democratic politicians. Well, when Keis mentioned that the article was published in Breitbart, <laughs> reporters say that the gallery erupted in laughter because, yeah, I mean, Whitebart, as I call it, is a right wing trash rag. So that's what you're citing. That's what your source of news is. Um, anyway. The judge got kind of salty and he told Kais, you know, that you're just basically repeating allegations. This is not information. This is not facts. So the trial resumed a bit late due to this conflict on Friday. Eric Trump took the stand. He continued to contradict his own testimony in a previous deposition. And he even contradicted his own testimony on the stand within a short period of time. At one point, Eric said, quote, it's very clear that Mar-a-Lago is not a club. It's a private residence. Then a little while later, he was answering a prosecutor's question and he said, quote, Mar-a-Lago is a private club. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> to say that it didn't go well would be an understatement. Bit of an understatement, Governor. Um, and that leads us to today when Donald Trump took the stand. It started off with low energy Don. He was answering questions calmly. They said that he seemed like he was almost tired. Well, then it quickly devolved into a grievance-filled wine fest. So for example, Trump was asked why he made Don Jr. the trustee of the company in 2017. And Trump launched into his typical victim spiel. He said, quote, you and about every other Democrat, district attorney, AG, and U.S. attorneys, etc., were coming after me from 15 different sides, all Democrats, all Trump haters. And just as Dumb and Dumber did, uh, Trump tried to distance himself from his own company's financial statements. He claimed that the accountants were responsible for asset valuations. And Trump said that 
Maybe he made some suggestions about the property values from time to time, but you know, that's about it, just suggestions. And then Trump gave this lengthy rant-filled answer to other questions and um, the judge urged him, quote, please just answer the question, no speeches. And the, the journalist said that Trump kind of smirked at that. Of course, Trump refused to abide by that request. A while later, Judge Angeron asked Trump's attorneys to step in. He said, quote, Mr. Keis, can you control your client? This is not a political rally. Well, one journalist pointed out that the prosecutor wasn't really objecting all that much to Trump's answers because his rambling was helping them. It was giving them more ammunition to use against him. Still, the judge was irritated. He requested a second time that the attorney control Trump. Um, Angeron said that if he can't, you know, if you won't do it, then I'm going to excuse Trump from the witness stand and I will draw negative inferences from his refusal to answer simple questions. Well, at one point, Kais and attorney Alina Haba were apparently on their feet and they were arguing with the judge and he ordered them to sit down and then Trump said, quote, this is a very unfair trial, very, very, and I hope the public is watching. <laughs> so later, um, Trump was asked about why he lowered the value of his Seven Springs property in his financial statements, and Trump said, quote, I thought it was high. And then a while after that, Trump was asked about another figure that was changed in 2017 on a spreadsheet, and he conceded that it was, quote, probably done at his direction. So without realizing it, he admitted that he was involved in crafting these financial statements. I mean, he pretty much made the case for the prosecutor. He also screwed up when he was asked about his involvement in a 2021 financial statement. He said he was busy with the presidency trying to keep the country safe. So the prosecutor had to remind him, uh, you, you weren't really president in 2021. <laughs> I mean, first 20 days didn't really count. And then Trump also proved that he is a defense attorney's worst nightmare. His insecurity and his propensity to exaggerate is just so dangerous when you're trying to defend him. Trump was asked about the size of his New York penthouse. This is the one where he had told others and he had put in financial statements a, that it was three times larger than it actually is. So he started off answering correctly. He said that it was 11,000 square feet. And then as he's rambling, he's saying, well, it could be 12,000 or even 13,000 square feet. It's not. <laughs> And then at another point, Trump was going on and on about Mar-a-Lago, that it was beautiful, it's, it's, it's a success. <laughs> and the reporters say, Judge Angeron was just looking up at the ceiling. He's like, so done. <laughs> he is so over this. Um, it continued on like this all morning, even after the court took a break and presumably Trump's attorneys had a little bit of a talk with him. But Trump got back on the stand and he was asked about another property and included in his answer, Trump told the court that the attorney general wants to take all of his properties away like they do in communist China. <laughs> 
And then they said he was glaring at the attorney general. She was sitting in the front row and he was even pointing at her at one point uh, during his testimony. He was insulting her nonstop. And at, at another point, he seemed to have a complete meltdown. He started attacking the judge. He's pointing at him as well. And Trump said, quote, he called me a fraud and he didn't know anything about me. You believe this political hack back there. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just, you know, the shit show you would expect. Um, he also tried to throw his former employees under the Trump train. Uh, he was asked again about financial statements, and Trump said that he gave authority to two people to work with a very expensive accounting firm. And then he name-checked Alan Weisselberg and Jeff McConney. So, you know, if I were either of them, I, I wouldn't feel so secure right now because they are both defendants in this case. They both can be held personally liable as well. And he is pointing the finger at them as have his sons. So this is not good for anybody. I mean, anybody named Trump or Weisselberg or McConney, I should say. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Anyway, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like this video, share it, become a subscriber, become a donor if you can. Love you guys. Take care. Talk with you soon.